Hello and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, editor of Nursing Standard. This episode of the podcast covers tips for new nursing students beginning their studies. Starting a nursing degree is an exciting and also daunting experience. So what do nursing students need to know ahead of starting their studies? How can you prepare for success and navigate the challenges that such a busy, varied course and career presents? And if you are already through the first year or qualified even, what do you wish you'd known when you'd started on your journey? Joining me to discuss this is Lynn Fidgen, a third year adult nursing student at Teesside University, and Louise Hyatt Collins, who is in her second year at her adult nursing course at the University of the Highlands and Islands. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Lynn and Louise. Hello, thank you. Hello, yeah, thank you. Great to have you both here. So we're going to kind of tag team it with the uh, with the answers for you both. So I should start off actually by directing this this one at you, Lynn, if that's okay. So um, lovely. So I wanted to start by asking sort of um, what has inspired you to follow a, a nursing career, and what have you enjoyed most so far? Oh. Um, personally, um, my mum was a nurse um, back in the day. Um, I'm an older student, so my mum was a nurse back, oh gosh, in the 70s, 80s, um, 90s, 2000s. She had a long career as a nurse and I didn't pursue it when I was younger, but it was something that was always in the back of my mind. It was I was used to having that sort of like medical environment and I, I did think about it when I was younger, but the tipping point for me was looking after my mum palliatively um, in the last six months of her life. She had breast cancer and I saw the district nurses. They visited my mum daily. District nurses came in to dress her breast tumour and it was difficult because she had a fungating tumour, which was quite unpleasant. It was quite smelly, but the nurses who visited were just so compassionate and empathetic. They gave her time. They listened. They were really busy, but they were just I don't know, they were just so compassionate and they treated her with so much dignity. And in the last week of my mum's life, the Marie Marie Curie nurses um, came and they lived in with us and they were with us 24 hours a day. And they looked after my mum, but they also looked after us. And I think losing my mum, it was kind of life changing and it was how I found my way into nursing. I think I just wanted to give back and I wanted to make my mum proud, even though she wasn't here anymore. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my journey into nursing. But I think I came in thinking that I would be a Marie Curie nurse. That would be my end goal. But actually, two years of placements have I've just I've just loved it. I've seen so much. I've experienced so much. And I think for me, the mo- that's the most enjoyable part is just the opportunities that are available in seeing all the different fields and all the different disciplines that you can actually do in nursing. So, yeah, thank you, Flavia. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. And um, I'm sorry, sorry for your loss. Um, I, yeah, but o- always appreciate people sharing their, their personal stories, really. I think often that is what inspires people into nursing, isn't it? It's, it's, um, and, and Louise, how, how about for you? What, what was your inspiration that, that led you to nursing and, and what have you enjoyed so far? Oh, actually, um, some similarities to what Lynn has said. 
um, with the district nurses. So I've taken quite a circuitous route into um, nursing. I was a teacher for 20 odd years and then came to the point where it wasn't enjoyable anymore. Um, and I moved into adult social care um, and did that for a while. And during my work through with um, adult social care, I met some district nurses who were doing end of life care. Um, and they also inspired me um, to take up an, a journey of through nursing. I used to look after a gentleman who had um, vascular dementia and I was there right at the end for his end of life, life care and seeing the district nurses coming in. And as Lynn mentioned, the dignity and compassion. And I just I just thought this is something that I could do, that I could help people in this way. Um, I wanted another practical and useful career, something that would give me purpose. And I just thought that's something that's really worthwhile. Um, and I've so far I've only done one year so far as I said I'm just starting my second. But I've what I've loved most I think is the academic study. I've I've really thoroughly enjoyed that. I guess some of the transferable skills that I've had from my teaching career. Um, but just the challenge of learning new new ideas and new theories and just how all the AMP. I've I've loved that kind of that side of it so far. Um, and I also had a really fantastic experience in a placement in the Western Isles. Um, and everybody was so welcoming and, and such a sense of community that really inspired me to think the NHS perhaps isn't quite as isn't quite how it's made out in the media at some places. So, yes. Mm, thank you for that. That's 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 really interesting, particularly around end of life care. I'd, I'd echo that too, having um, had a experience in the pandemic of losing my father and end of life nursing care is absolutely fantastic, I have to say. It was, um, yeah, so th thank you for that experience. And um, conversely, uh, what's been the biggest challenge so far? So, uh, Lynn, I think I'll, I'll go back to you for that. Tiredness. I think for me, it's tiredness <laughs> yeah. and exhaustion. Um, as a mature student, I mean, like Louise, I've, I've come into nursing later, I've left a career. And I still have to work alongside my studies. Um, I wish I didn't have to, but it's a reality. And I don't think it's unique to me, but as a mature student, it's just, it just is what it is. You know, I have to work to meet our financial obligations. And for me, if I'm on placement and working three long days, or if I'm on placement and it's five shorter days, then I still have to work to top it up. And I find that hard. And that's the same if I'm at university studying theory. It's not ideal, but I think, you know, for most student nurses at university, we don't get paid for placement and therefore, you know, having to work alongside our studies is often a reality. And I think for me, that extra pressure and that extra, yeah, it's, a, it's already a really hard and physically demanding um, degree. So having to work for me has been probably the biggest challenge. Um, I mean, like Louise, I've actually found I've enjoyed the academics, so that's not being as, you know, as challenging as I thought it might be going back to learning. But yeah, tiredness, tiredness, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what What is the job that you're doing um, sort of around your, your nursing studies? Oh, I work um, with NHS professionals on the bank as oh, a healthcare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's really good about that is that, you know, when I'm particularly intense at university I can rein that in and I can do maybe not as many shifts and when it's quieter at uni I can kind of like bank 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 and save some money for the quiet you know for when it is more busy at university so I find that's quite helpful because it's flexible 
Um, I also work at the university um, as a student ambassador, so I help at university at various, you know, uh, public facing events and um, recruitment and things like that. So those are my two part time jobs. And when I've had enough on the bank, I do a bit of work at university and vice versa. So it's yeah, both are enjoyable and both flexible. So they allow me to time manage around my studies. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of students work on the bank as well, don't they? It's um, yeah, it's a yeah. common one to to do. And how how about uh for you, Louise? What, what's been your biggest challenge so far? Oh, I think I'd echo um Lynn in terms of the age thing and feeling tired as you get older. <laughs> Definitely, I'm I'm pushing fifty now and find that yes, I perhaps don't keep up so well with the with twenty somethings. But it hasn't <laughs> held me back. But yes, that's certainly one thing. Feeling tired. Um. I think for me, it's been partly not knowing everything. I've come from a career where I was kind of in charge and knew everything inside out. And now learning things from scratch and being the person who doesn't know where things are kept or how things are done or, you know, um, that big knowledge gap has been quite scary, but also really challenging and enjoying, enjoyable at the same time. Um, I think also the numeracy side of it, I found difficult because I used to be an English teacher, so I'm good with the words, but not so much with the numeracy. So... I find that something that was intimidating to begin with, but um, I've practiced a lot, I've had a lot of support, university have been great in supporting me, so I've done well, but it hasn't been something that's come easily to me, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd echo that with numeracy myself, but I know we've we've um we published an article on numeracy some time ago, which was very popular, so you might not be surprised absolutely. to hear. I don't think I'm alone. No, there's a lot of people. No, no absolutely not alone. Third year brings a big drugs calc exam for us, so that's it's. I think it's the thing that everybody worries about. So. Mm. Mm, definitely yeah and and that kind of um segues really into into my next question how how do you cope with with overwhelm you know sort of uh obviously uh students have seen their their courses and, and pathways really changed by by covid you know i mean what did you learn from that experience and how, how in general do you, do you cope with that sense of feeling overwhelmed and, and trying to avoid burnout as well who wants to take that one? <laughs> oh, um, I'm happy to go if, if that's OK. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think um, personally, our university, we didn't revert fully to online learning at all. Um, whilst, you know, we had a lot of lectures that were delivered remotely, but we still attended university for all of our skills. And that was weekly throughout COVID. Um, we even had some theory classes in university face to face during COVID. And I think we were one of the first, you know, like one of the few universities who kept a lot of its face to face delivery when others reverted online. So we were quite lucky. So we still had that face to face tutor support and fellow cohorts, you know, support. So we were quite fortunate. Um, I think placement wise, I personally have been really fortunate working on the bank too. I've met a lot of, you know, good people, you know, which have you, they've kind of become mentors as well as colleagues. And I think everyone was quite pastoral. Everyone listened, you know, when everyone felt overwhelmed. And I think, you know, not just students, I think everybody in the NHS was overwhelmed. It was a shared experience and it kind of still is. Um, and I really actually, if I'm being honest, I don't think students and staff are any less underwhelmed post COVID, maybe just mm -hmm. for different reasons, but I don't think yeah. it's it's any it's any better um and I, 
but I do think that COVID's left its mark. Um, I think as well, personally, I've got a really good um, little group at university of um, friends in my cohort, and we kind of formed a little, you know, initially on WhatsApp, you know, because we didn't see a lot of each other and now sort of more in person. And that's really helped navigate degree and stress and and just talking, keeping talking. Um, yeah, and I'm also lucky. Um, I've got my wife at home who's just an absolute rock. Um, we find time to walk the dog and, and, and try to sort of protect family time because I think that life work uni balance is important. Um, so definitely, you know, your, your nursing degree is already overwhelming and cons all consuming. So making sure you have that downtime away from degree and away from the wards and with your family or with friends is quite important. Um, what did I learn? Um, I think, yeah, the importance of talking to others, finding support when you need it. Um, I also think that we didn't we didn't work sort of through the first wave, but we were there for the, the latter waves. And I think it was really humbling, you know, seeing so many people that were poorly. Um, yeah, it was just it. Oh, gosh, it, it taught me so much about compassion, empathy, but for patients, families and for staff. And I think, yeah, the, the learning from that is is just tremendous and but a privilege too. And it's just made me more sure that I'm doing the right thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Lynn. And, and how, how about from your perspective, Louise? Um, you know, ov overwhelm and also learning in general from from COVID times. I think, again, Linda said it perfectly. I'm going to echo a lot of the things that she said, actually. Um, I haven't, perhaps because I'm a year behind Lynn, I haven't had as much experience of um, COVID in terms of patients. Um, in terms of uh, learning at university, it hasn't, oh, my first year has been, majority has been online apart from um, clinical skills. And that's actually suited me quite well. Um, I think because of the area that I live in, the north of Scotland, um, a lot of the students are quite well we're spread out which is quite a big area so the travel would have been you know some of us travel two or three hours to get to university um so that kind of online learning has helped me it's been supportive there's lots of there's people at the end of the um email or phone or whatsapp if i need somebody but um i found that independent learning at the time i can manage my own time that's really suited me um that type of learning um i think kind of for support and dealing with actually being overwhelmed I think you find your people you find people on the course that you yeah, have connections yeah. with and you keep in contact with and you have to be willing to I think to reflect on how it's affected you and just be able to speak up and be honest about how um how your day has been or how what you've what you've encountered that has affected you emotionally um and I think the more you're able to do that and maybe perhaps it takes time to be able to do that and maybe age is part of that that that, that it helps in terms of being able to debrief and have your community and the your support network around you um so i found a lot of people that are on the course that i've been able to do that with and also university being great our tutors are, are, are there if we need them um and i think also you know a strong family network i also my wife at home is very supportive and and very good i know there's a listening ear if i need it and separate as lynn said separating the time between your studies and your placement and your own personal kind of this is time for me now not to be trying to affected by all the things I've seen or what I've dealt with at work. Mm, yeah thank you I think 
I think certainly I was going to ask you later about uh, community and, and things. And I think mm. if you, you covered that um, nicely, as I'm sure many, many people understand the importance of that. Um, so something else I wanted to ask you about is kind of in in the same vein and in, in a way sort of, I mean, what, what do you wish that someone had perhaps told you before you started your, your degree or did someone perhaps give you some great advice that has really sort of stayed with you? Um, perhaps Lynn, if we pass back to you for that. Oh, from a, I, I was given good advice. Um, I was given advice from an old friend who has spent her life um, sort of nursing, the middle part of her nice uh, life nursing. And she told me to throw myself in, you know, not to be afraid and to always ask questions. She also said just, you know, like if I was given a placement and I felt a bit sort of like, oh, it's not really something that I think I'm going to like. She just said, you know, there would be learning opportunities everywhere. And I think she was right for me. Um, there were I've had placements where, you know, they might have not have been of an area of interest, but they've turned out to be some of the best placements. And I think it's always, you know, be forward, um, you know, make opportunities for yourself, ask questions, uh, be, be proactive. I think they would be um, that was good advice for me and it's advice that's kind of stood me well you know I am the student that will say what are you doing why are you doing it kind of watch kind of come with you and it's paid dividends because I think staff are you know staff on the wards are fatigued you know you know post-covid staff shortages staff are tired and I think as a student if you can kind of take some responsibility for your learning and 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 be positive and be proactive then i think sometimes the response is better um um yeah so i think that was good advice um that i was given personally advice that i might pass on in hindsight is when i was you know i got my place at university i was so excited i mean i think louise would probably agree with this you know just because mm -hmm. you're in your 50s doesn't mean you don't get excited and i was <laughs> so excited to get my place and I went mad, you know, I was like, there's quite a culture for student nurses before you start. You must have an expensive planner, you know, you must have your stethoscope, you know, what books do I buy? And you could really end up spending an absolute fortune. And I think that would be a piece of advice that I would give to young and old sort of like students or prospective students is just just don't, just don't wait. You know, you'll probably have a very well stocked library. Um, you know, I, I ended up buying all the shoes that were recommended and none of them suited me. And I've ended up in a, you know, in a style of shoe that's personal for me and works for me. And I wasted a lot of money. So I would say, wait, just wait. I know you're excited, but wait, don't spend money till you start or till yeah yeah <laughs> i know it's it's it sounds um simple but yeah don't spend your money until you really have to until you're really sure even though you're excited yeah yeah i know i think that's excellent advice and i have to say i've, I've not heard anyone say that before but yeah it seems so obvious <laughs> so thank you for sharing that and advising people about that um and and louise would you, would you agree with that also the the spending oh absolutely definitely in terms of books i mean I bought a few, I was quite restrained at the beginning and I thought, well, I'll just get a couple. And I'm so glad I did because even I haven't even needed those because everything's available online through the university. So 
unless you really can't cope with it with it reading on a screen and if you, you can also print things off so I would restrain yourself from buying hundreds of books or a large amount because they're very expensive also um so yeah I definitely echo what Lina said again um I think the advice I would have appreciated before I started was that age isn't a barrier I was quite concerned when I began at the start of the year thinking oh I'm going to be the oldest one there everyone's going to be in their 20s I'm going to, all, no one's going to speak to me and they're going to think I'm too old and actually it's absolute nonsense because I found that I feel I've been better prepared being older um and there's a lot of people on the on my course and my year group especially that are similar age or even older than me so age is no barrier that's that's wise advice I think um I think also the value of being organized I am quite an organized person but I think it's essential you have to be you have to be really clued up on what dates things are due where you need to be what time you need to be there and have all this written down and be really well prepared um, because it's a very busy course and a lot's expected of you so I think that's also really important and similar something someone can say something similar to what Lynn said previously that you have to be willing to ask ask questions be open-minded be willing to say oh sorry what was that I don't understand can you tell me that again or how does that work or whatever it is no question is too silly because it's your learning and you're responsible for your own learning and no one's going to say oh did you understand that clearly you have to be willing to you know step up and and be open-minded and say sorry what was that and be clear about what you're not sure about mm, that's definitely a confidence thing isn't it I think that's useful advice in in many scenarios but yeah it's it's, it's sometimes hard to do isn't it yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you touched on there, um, Louise, about sort of um, organisational skills and, you know, mm -hmm. time management was something I was going to ask about. So kind of continue with you there, if that's OK, um, which um, it sounds like you've got it sorted. So, <laughs> which, um, so how do you I mean, how do you juggle the, the many competing priorities, you know, of a, a nursing degree? And I mean, how 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 can people do it in a in an easy way? <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure there is an easy way, but I don't know what's worked for me. I think I'm probably, it's easy, perhaps easy for me because I don't have children. So that's, I, I take my hat off to people that are going through the course with small children. It's, 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 it is challenging. Um, I think basically learn, finding out as much as you can. You have to be clued up on, as I said previously, deadlines, time. When does this have to be in? When does this have to be done by? And who you need to speak to? So I've signed up for all the notifications from university, any, any kind of... Um, anything that's released or, or um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, content that's released online or any kind of meetings or anything. I've got all notifications come through my phone so I can write everything down. I've got a good diary, a good planner. Um, I think just prioritising, you have to have your, you have to have things done on time. You can't say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't finish that. I didn't know what date it was due. You know, you have to be on it. Um, and I think juggling priorities, it's, oh, some of that is just trial and error. I think perhaps just making sure you're aware of what is expected when it's expected of you and, and again asking questions that there's always somebody at the end of the, an email or a whatsapp that can clarify things for you if needed yeah yeah definitely and um how how about from your perspective lynn um time management and juggling <laughs> i think yeah echoing louise this time um definitely organization is so important and it is hard. I mean, the nursing degree by its nature, you might, th you know, we have gaps in our course where you sometimes think, oh, why could they not have put an assignment there? Or why could we not have been on placement there? But you're remembering that, you know, the, the trusts might have 
oh gosh eight separate cohorts all you know studying their nursing at the same time and what looks like a big gap for you means that the university staff are working with another cohort or there's another cohort cohort on placement so often you might have a you know a flurry of things and we often have assignments due while we're on placement and that's hard and i think as louise said all you can do is be as organized as possible you know know your deadlines know you know what's due when it's due and i think um we have people that don't necessarily always pay attention to university emails i would say please do you know if you can you know put your email account into your phone so that you don't miss things um yeah it's 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 keeping organized keeping a calendar because it is busy and it's it is hard to balance and prioritize and i think you get better but yeah i would try and be on it from day one um and yeah organization 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. often easier to, to say yes. like yeah. that than do <laughs> but yeah thank you thank you for that and you've you've both touched upon um community and, and networks you know friends and and whatsapp groups etc um are there any particular kind of resources or or kind of social media accounts hashtags that you'd recommend for for students you know just just coming in whether they're looking for advice or or community like like you've spoken of um perhaps um louise will go back to you for the, for that one yeah sure um I set up a Twitter account when I started. I used to have one, a teaching one, and now I've set up a nursing one, and it's just purely for that. And I found that really helpful. Um, I follow the RCN, the Royal College of Nursing. I follow my university Twitter. I follow the Nursing Society of my university, and all this kind of information. And it helps you to find people that are going to be supportive of you and find out things that can be useful to you. Um, and just networking, really. I found that it's been really helpful. So I definitely recommend that to any new students um, to make the most of Twitter. Um, there are Facebook groups and pages. There's a UK student nurses um, support and advice group, I think it's called, on Facebook. There's, I think they've got like 17,000 followers, so that's always there. If there's something you can ask, people ask about shoes mainly, but there's lots of other things as well. Um, <laughs> Very important. It made me laugh because it's so true. It yeah. is true, yes. Very important, though, isn't it, in nursing shoes? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, we student nurses on Twitter and the student nurse project have been really useful, really informative. So I think um, perhaps one that's overlooked sometimes is your university support is is there. You have to be willing to you have to find where it is and how to access it. But the library support is really good as well, especially in my university. So I think there's a lot of support out there. It's a, a, perhaps the case of making yourself aware of where to find it. Mm, mm, definitely and, and how, how about for you Lynn um, where where would you suggest or where do you go to oh gosh I wonder if it's a mature um, student thing or maybe it's not but I love nurse twitter nurse twitter is the best mm. um, it's a real mix um, of students newly qualified you've got established professionals academics and I find the generosity of sharing on twitter is just off off the scale um, you know there's always somebody there for support or career guidance i mean i just find yeah twitter is just it's just been brilliant it's just been so helpful for you know signposting as well as support um like louise um i follow we student nurses student nurse project rcn students um and our university account 
Um, and again, the, I, I don't, I don't, there are not many of us in my cohort who aren't in the UK Nurses Support and Advice Group on Facebook. It's a really, really popular group. Um, yeah, I think definitely Nurse Twitter is my biggest sort of like external support. Um, I just really enjoy um, in, engaging with other professionals and students on, on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Good, good. Thank you. And um, perhaps, Lynn, if we'll stick with you for, for the next one and then hand over to Louise. Um, so looking forward, uh, what excites you about nursing and also what worries you? Oh, what excites me? Um, oh, gosh. I think I've really surprised myself. Um, I came into nursing later in life thinking I wanted to go down the palliative route but it's really I'm, I'm quite nerdy um, I'm quite academic and I've really really embraced learning again so for me I've been looking into um, clinical research nursing um, so that's my end goal and the opportunities that I can have within research I think for me is is what really excites me I mean I think just just the opportunities that your nursing degree gives you are just so vast. I mean, you can work anywhere. You know, there are so, so many options for for qualified, you know, newly qualified nurses. Um, on on a con, so to speak, that would be a big pro, you know, the opportunities and, you know, like going into something that you're really excited about. The cons for me are, you know, I, as I say, I work on the bank at the moment and it's it's really hard to kind of express how difficult the situation in the hospitals and the wards are at the moment. I think that was something that I just wasn't aware of before I started working in the NHS. But the wards are so understaffed. I mean, just, you know, I don't want to be controversial, but it's almost unsafe at times, the, the staff to patient ratio. And I think the prospect of qualifying it's exciting, but it's also terrifying. I think it's always terrifying for newly qualified nurses, but at the moment with so, so many staff uh, shortages, I'm wondering about, will I get supernumerary status? Will I get a decent preceptorship? Will I be supported? Will staff be, will they be energised enough to give us support? You know, and that worries me. I just think, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to be supported? Am I going to be OK? Yeah, that would be my biggest fear. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that sadly you're not alone in, in that fear. Um, Louise, how, how about for you, um, starting with the, with the what, what, what excites you about nursing and also moving on to the, you know, what, what worries you? I think I could probably echo absolutely everything that Lynn has said to again, to be honest. <laughs> I think we're probably the clones, the pair of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, the opportunities and the experiences, that is exciting. I've, I'm a year behind um, Lynn, so I've still got another two years to kind of find my feet. But I went in thinking I wanted to do community nursing because that's what inspired me to start nursing um, originally. And I'm still, uh, you know, following that line. That's, that's what I'm hoping to do. Um, the excitement of a new career. That's that's my you know obviously my goal and I think again similar to what Lynn has said further study I'm I'm keen to find out what else I can do to what else I can learn so yeah that's my that's my motivation at the moment I think of of what's out there and the different opportunities that you can that you can get I mean, I'm sure the many placements I still have to go there might be something else I think oh maybe this would suit me better but I'm excited about what I can learn and what I can find out um, 
and what is open to me. But similar to what Lina said with worries, definitely the staffing is, is a big concern. I'd echo what she says about um, staffing ratios being scary, I think. Um, and also that that is concerning in terms of workload and whether you will get the support that you need as a newly qualified nurse and patient care, you know, whether you... you that's that's a big worry i think and also at the moment everyone is in the same boat i think with cost of living that people are generally scared about how they're going to manage and well, i'm sure that we're not alone in thinking that too yeah thank you for sharing that um i wanted to sort of close by asking you both uh sort of you know what your um well i've i've put one but you could always have two <laughs> one one piece of <laughs> advice or um takeaway message would be for for students who who were starting out now so should we should we hand back to to lynn for to start for that one oh definitely just kind of reiterating don't spend too much money um <laughs> before yeah. you start um Take every opportunity that it brings you. Be curious. Look for opportunities. Ask questions. Um, yeah, the, the more you give, the more you'll you'll get out. Um, enjoy it because you know you are a student. You have responsibilities. You're still accountable, um, but you don't have the same pressure that you will have when you're qualified. So enjoy it. Enjoy every minute. Um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, just enjoy it, ask questions and don't spend too much money. Thank you. And Louise? Um, again, I'd agree with everything Lynn has said, <laughs> but I'd also, I think I'd add to be kind to yourself. I think it's Definitely. a really challenging yeah. degree. It's difficult. There's a lot of times where you're going to possibly feel like giving up or worry about yeah. why, have I, why am I doing this? Can I do it? Can I cope? Can I manage? I think you have to be remember why did you why did you get into this what is the yeah. one thing that made you choose nursing and just remind yourself of that and perhaps remind yourself of some patients that you've met that you've made a difference to and, and keep that in the forefront yeah. of your mind yeah. when things are tough um and it, just being organized be determined ask questions be organized i think that's the best advice i can give somebody good advice yeah yeah definitely oh well thank you both very much i i found it inspiring so and i'm not a nursing student starting out so i hope <laughs> <laughs> i hope they they do find it too so um thank you so much for taking the time to, to share your your words of wisdom yeah oh, you're very welcome i've enjoyed yeah. myself immensely thank you me too <laughs> <laughs> thank you and thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that all the resources connected with this episode of the show can be found at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also catch up on any episodes you may have missed or simply want to play back. And we greatly appreciate any feedback, so please do rate or review us on Apple or Spotify podcasts, which will also help other people to find us. I hope you enjoyed the show. 